Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Crazy Logger Chestier Bashinsky. <laughs> he also amuses himself with his own nicknames. And this is the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. On the show today, we have two of our favorite and awesomest co-hosts. We have Ted Cora Software Kabitis. Say hi there, Ted. Hello. And we have Melissa, Facebook ad expert, who also happens to be my wife, Melissa. <laughs> Say hi, Melissa. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you. And so if you've never seen the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show before, we are quite simply the finest SEO show on the YouTubes. Uh, this is for a number of reasons. One, we have the best chest hair. One. Two, we use the best scientific methods. Uh, we use uh, very highly detailed scientific methods, case studies, split tests, correlation studies, in the field tests, partially single variable tests, completely single variable testing garbage SERPs that where we, where we control all the variables so that we can isolate the ranking factors and we can isolate the, the Facebook factors too, for that matter. And we can isolate exactly what is going to boost your rankings, what's going to hurt your rankings, what actually has no effect when you test them in a single variable environment. Although all the industry thinks that this is a ranking factor when it's actually not. So you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money, you might even be hurting yourself. We have a mentorship group. It's called the Josh Mentorship Group. It doesn't have a really great name. It's just my name, the Josh Mentorship Group, where we share all these scientific results. And Ted also publishes a piece of software called Cora that you can use to check your own SERPs and do massive correlation studies. So if you want to get more of the scientific knowledge that is uh, helping people rank, if you want to see our proof, go to, bet, uh, to bit.ly slash SEO proof. Again, that's bit.ly slash SEO, P-R-O-O-F, SEO proof. And you can see all of the uh, proof and the evidence that we have to prove that we actually know what we're talking about and we can make your website rank very, very highly. And all of the, a uh, uh, couple, I have a couple uh, students here from the mentorship group who are joining in today who might ask some questions. And I think uh, it's pretty safe to say that pretty much everybody in the mentorship group is enjoying some phenomenal, fantastic success. So if you want more information about that, email me at joshbachinsky at gmail.com or go to secretseo.guru. Again, that would be secretseo.guru if you want to check it, just check out the group yourself, or you can email me and we can talk about it. So now uh, I've now that I've shown to you that we're the best SEO show on, on the YouTubes uh, and explained how a little bit of the reasons why from, from our scientific knowledge, let's get on to the first segment, uh, which is what's new in SEO. And uh, I uh, a lot of stuff's been going on in SEO recently. Uh, Ted just got back from a conference in Bali. Uh, that's because Ted is is that cool. He's like James Bond. He's in Bali, uh, riding horses on the beach, I'm sure, or something, <laughs> something like that, with Halle Berry. Um, what's new in SEO is uh, well, let me see. I should be sharing the screen here from our friend Barry Schwartz. Here he is. Here's his tired-looking face. <laughs> Poor Barry. Uh, down on the bottom right-hand side here, and uh, this is his uh, blog, Search Engine Roundtable. Here's the link to my mentorship group that uh, I have on his site. And um, as you can see, there's been a ton of Google updates. Google has been making major updates basically every week or every couple of weeks. And so sites have been going up, sites have been going down. There's been huge turnover and huge uh, turmoil in the SERPs. And um, I think during a time like this, it's really, really important for us to remember the difference between scientific reasoning and oh, I'm freaking out reasoning <laughs> because a lot of people are doing the oh, I'm freaking out reasoning. They see their uh, rankings that just went up suddenly tank and they decide to delete all their links or disavow all their links or, or, or delete all their URLs and 301 everything or do weird different stuff to, uh, to try and get their rankings back. And I would like, just like to say, whoa, slow down. <laughs> and I would, I would caution you to take a more scientific approach. Uh, uh, do a, a slower approach. SEO is a slow game. You're going to get gains. You're going to get losses. It's just the way it is. You need to relax. You're trying to climb up a slippery mountain. It, it makes sense. You're going to slip and go back a couple steps every now and then. And then you, what you want to do is have a, a, a constant trend going up and, and, uh, uh you know, uh, you don't want to be like all the way up there right away because that's uh, sometimes it happens, but it's unrealistic. Usually it's going to be a slow travel up. You're going to go down a bit, slow travel up. You're going to slip a bit. So relax. That's going to happen. And what you want to do is you want to take more of a, a general kind of holistic scientific approach. You might want to get a copy of Cora, do a Cora report, do a before and after to see maybe what dropped on your site. You might also want to do uh, what, I, what I offer is a full audit. 
audit the entire site, audit all the tech, audit all the SEO, audit all the on-page, all the off-page, uh, and really get a good list of everything you're missing. Because I guarantee to you, I guarantee you, there is two or three things. If I were to do an audit on your site, I guarantee you there's two or three things that you missed that you didn't realize were ranking factors or realize were so important. So that's very important to get that kind of stuff going. Uh, and so that's the approach I would take. I would not freak out because you you lost some rankings and then suddenly delete something or do something drastic. Also being part of a, a mentorship group where you can ask them, hey guys, should I do this? That would always be a good idea. So that's kind of my rant and and, and starting rant for today. I also use that Keith, I also noticed that uh, Keith joined us there. Keith, how you doing? Technical oh. difficulties. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. How you doing, Keith? Pretty good, pretty good. For some reason, I clicked in, and I thought it was late, and then it said, waiting for Josh Pazinski, and I thought, oh, and then I switched devices, so I'm here. Hello. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, if you have anything to say or if you have any questions later on the show, by all means, join in. So uh, we're going to be doing an SEO Q&A today. Uh, in a second, we're going to talk with Melissa and just get a, a quick little update as to what's going on in Facebook. Uh, what's uh, what she wants to highlight from Facebook this week, but and uh, that's going to be in a couple seconds. Uh, before then, though, I just want to mention on the top right-hand side here on YouTube, you should be able to ask questions. I'm going to answer all your SEO questions and your Facebook ad questions today that we can answer. Uh, and if you want to type it with some asterisks beside it so I can see it with my my giant Coke bottle glasses, that's how blind I am. You see, see, that is um, this is the actual Josh Ego, and that's 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 modified. Josh inflated ego, modified ego there. That's how blind I am with my glasses. And uh, so go ahead, ask your questions at the top right-hand side. And while you're asking questions there, Melissa, what's what do you want to highlight from Facebook this week? Um, well, this week I've just been doing a lot of uh, uh, split testing with ads on really cheap ads, getting some uh, great direct traffic. And I just want to remind everyone that Facebook has the capability to do that. You don't have to throw a lot of money at it, but great results getting really, really cheap clicks down to even two cents, some of them. So don't forget to do wow. it. And don't forget to split test because sometimes your audience that responds isn't the audience that you expect. <laughs> this, this is true. This is uh, uh, true words have never been spoken. That uh, That's for sure. Um, and I, I like also how you can use on Facebook. Not only can you use it uh, to find good uh, audiences on Facebook, but once you find the kind of audience on Facebook that's responding very well to your ads, you can also apply that to your website as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and just the with cheap tra direct traffic ads too, you can keep changing things up, split testing things. You can start to see when the, you get that audience fatigue. And you also don't waste money on uh, doubling up and, and alienating people. So it's great and easy. Even $20 can give you some really interesting information. Yeah, and it's amazing that it's so cheap. Uh, I mean, like you could you could do ten split tests that cost you two hundred bucks in total, and you could find your golden audience you never even knew existed, and then you can use that for Facebook and for AdWords if you want to do AdWords too, or you can use that for your website as well. Uh, so that's that's super good. That's super good tips. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, okay, no let's move over now to the YouTube's and see if we have any questions boiling up here. Uh, Trey says, chest hair is a must for SEO. Thank you, Trey. <laughs> You're entirely right. Uh, Jordan says, hey, Ted is here. Yes. Uh, Ted says, chest hair is not a ranking factor. Ted, you're wrong with that one. <laughs> chest hair is, as Jonathan says, chest, chest hair is the only ranking factor. <laughs> okay, so enough of the chest hair. Let's see if there's any SEO questions here. Okay, so yes. Saxena Candy, it's an interesting name. Saxena Candy asks, Ex external links are must for on-page SEO. Can I rank my article without adding any external links? I see all blogs add outbound links. What's your opinion? So that's a great question. Um, yeah, so you're talking about outlinks on the page. So you have your own article page, and you're talking about linking on your page off to other, other pages. I know a lot of blogs do it, and it seems to be almost like industry standard practice for a lot of bloggers. That's really too bad. Um, for two reasons. One, you can make a good solid guess that whatever uh, people are trying to do to manipulate Google's algorithms, they're eventually going to catch on and try and write an algorithm to stop you. And in this particular case, they have because we've tested this in a single variable environment. We ran five tests where we outlinked from a page and uh, we found that they dropped, they demoted in, in, 
in their rankings when we did that in a single variable environment, nothing else changed, no traffic, no social, no links, same server, same plugins, same kind of gibberish content. But so, did, did you do that in a do follow or a no follow context? We did uh, do follows in that context. Yeah, because Google has always said that when you have outbound links, you spend the page rank you would otherwise have on the page. Mm -hmm. So that's in line with what they said. So if you are going to link out from your page, uh, you know, I think it's okay. Just make sure you rel equals no follow those links. So you keep the page rank on your page. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing to make sure, because the place where almost everybody messes up is they put their uh, share and, and like buttons for social integration uh, on every page and they forget to no follow those. And we don't need to be making Pinterest and Twitter and Facebook any bigger at the expense of our own pages. <laughs> right, yes, they, they don't need any more page rank. They have all the page rank they could ever want and need. So yeah, so don't forget to no follow all of your external links, especially also your affiliate links as well. You should be no following your affiliate links, no follow all the links to Facebook, Pinterest, all those. Uh, you want to keep the page rank on your site. And that's like a 20-year-old SEO rule, but we tested it in a single variable environment about six months ago, and it still holds true. So you definitely want to be no following those. Uh, and, and just because it's industry standard practice doesn't mean you should be doing it because a lot of the SEO industry is just crap, just absolute crap of people just listening to rumors uh, and they're like drilling holes in their head to, to, to solve uh, headaches. And like it's like the dark ages in SEO right now where people have no idea what they're doing at SMX Advance and all these these big conferences, MozCon, all these big conferences, they have really no idea what they're talking about because they refuse to do massive correlation studies or specific correlation studies. Massive specific, if that makes any sense. Massive specific correlation studies you can do in Quora and or they're refusing to do single variable environment tests or at least belong to a group that does single variable environment tests because trust me, those tests take a long time to do and uh, quite a lot of work, very work intensive to do it correctly and properly with proper uh, scientific uh, uh, variables put in place so that you can control the variables and know what's going on. So uh, I would not do that. That's the answer to that question. No follow those links for sure. Uh, Broken Dira asks, what is the best web 2.0 site that can help to rank my money site? So that's a great question. <laughs> Chase Reiner's dad. <laughs> Apparently Chase Reiner's dad is here, but I'll answer his question in a second. Uh, um, so that question is, what is the best web 2.0 site that can help rank your money site? So here's the thing about links, guys. Um, I've tested over 150,000 links worth of links at this point. And I found that it is far, far more forgiving than you might, you might imagine. Now, that being said, uh, because at the, at the end of the day, Google will have some trouble differentiating between what is an organically placed link, an organically given link, and a link that you purchased, because they don't actually have your bank records of what money kind of changed hands. However, that being said, Web 2.0s, although I've tested them and they can work sometimes, that's the kind of link I try and stay away from because it doesn't have this thing that I think is the most important thing for links. And the most important thing for links is what I call plausible deniability. Or another way of saying it is that the links look natural. So whenever you're getting a link from somewhere, you should, whether you bought it or not, you should ask yourself, can I explain this to the manual team if I need to? If you can't explain that link to the manual team if you need to, you probably don't want that link. It's a risky link. It very well could help you rank. Links are actually fairly forgiving. And actually, another little secret that we found out in single variable testing and that Cora will also show you sometimes as well is that nofollow links can help rank you as well, that they can be counted in some cases. So what I would recommend is uh, linking strategy is a whole course that I teach in my mentorship group. So if you want to learn the best links, you want to learn the links that are not going to get you nabbed, the links that are safe to do, the links that are powerful, even up to like times two to times five more powerful than, than your standard link you'd be acquiring. He's using scare quotes, people acquiring. We have links that are anywhere from time. Our, our methods for links are times two to times five more powerful than normal. We've tested this in a single variable scientific environment. Uh, if you want to learn how to do that, join my mentorship group. Go to secretseo.guru or email me, and maybe I can explain a little bit to you. Uh, email me at joshpachinski at gmail.com. But it, it takes way too long for me to explain here. But web 2.0, sorry, Chad, one second. Web 2.0s is, they're okay, 
but it's really difficult to explain that to the manual team and make them believe that you didn't put it there. Sorry, Ted, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to say in a black hat or gray hat context, it totally works. Uh, you go and claim all your web 2.0s, make sure you have the username and credentials in case you need to clean them up later. Mm -hmm. um, and then make sure that's your tier one. So all your web 2.0s point at your money site. And then your tier twos, all your spammy links that you won't be able to clean up later point to your tier ones. Yeah, and it does work. I've seen websites move in the past couple days even with that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of web 2.0s uh, do seem to be helping rank sites. So I can't just give the blanket statement like so many other white hat SEOs will that they don't work. You shouldn't use them. Blah blah blah. That's not true. They do work. We've tested them. You know, yeah. much to my much to my chagrin. And by themselves, if you just go out and get twelve web 2.0s, it's not going to work. You have to do your tier two on top of those. So your web 2.0s point at your website and then your tier twos point at your web 2.0s. Right, well, page rank matters. And so if the web 2.0s you're getting don't have any page authority or page rank, well, then you're not gonna get much ranking juice out of them, right? So so some web 2.0s work. Uh, I would rather go for links that have a much higher plausible deniability, where it looks like it's a blog with a real readership, where it was placed by a real author who thought your site was really great, and it doesn't look like an obviously paid link, but again, I teach a whole course on this in my mentorship group. So join the mentorship group, and I could show you all the secrets there. Um, what, what's the best way to answer the Google team when they start questioning you? That's, a, that's an excellent question. Thank you, Keith, for asking that. Well, you don't have to answer because it might be, you know, yeah. awesome answer. It might be like, join my mentorship group and I'll be happy to tell you. No, 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 I can answer this one. So if you are hit by a manual action, I haven't seen them for quite some time actually, but I'm sure they're still giving them out. <laughs> if you're hit by a manual action, there's two kinds of link, uh, uh, manual actions regarding links. There's the manual action and the action is taken versus your site and your site stops ranking or goes down. And there's a manual action versus the links you had pointing at your site. In that case, in the manual action for the links you had pointing at your site, you don't do anything. You do nothing at all. You do not disavow. You do not delete any links. You don't go to, to, to take that unscientific approach and that knee-jerk reaction and listen to some idiot on YouTube who doesn't have any proof or evidence and just start freaking out and hammering on your keyboard and hope that good things happen. You don't do that. Uh, because in this particular case, why you don't do that is because the manual action versus links is against all the links pointing to, you to your site. Google has already selected algorithmically the links that they think are not natural, and they've removed them from your link graph. You can't get them back. You can't convince Google to put them back. There's nothing you can do about it, so leave it alone. The only thing you do when you've received a manual action versus links is you just stop doing the linking you're doing because obviously a bunch of them look spammy and now Google's on to you. And so you've got to be extra squeaky careful. When you get the manual action uh, for links versus your site, now you have no choice. Now you have to go back and delete links or delete your link router, the, the, the URL between you and your links which is another thing, uh, basically another way of saying exactly the tier one thing that Ted just said. I have a slightly different way of doing it, but you can do it that way, the way Ted said. You can do it uh, many different ways, a 301, a rail canonical, you can do it all those different ways. Uh, you delete that, so you break the link, so that deletes the links, or you, or you go back to the original source because you control all your links. You should have control over every single one of your links unless they're donated, in which case you don't have to care about it. That you can go back and delete your links and then you, you uh, and then last but not least, if you have to, then and only then, and this is the only time, and I mean the only time you should be using the disavow file, is you put some links in there and you go back to Google and you say, you know, oh sorry, uh, you know, I don't know who made these links. These links were all built by some social sharing program. I have no idea who made these. I never made these. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Maybe it was made by an unscrupulous SEO we used to have, but I totally want to be above board. I totally want to clean this up. I've gone and deleted all the links I can. You have to kiss their butt. You have to make them believe you'll never do it again. Put your name, your phone number, and your email address in the message so like you're standing up for this, this knowledge and you're not sh being shady at all and you're an actual real person that they can contact and, and they can believe in. And I've gotten uh, uh, plenty of manual actions removed that way. Um, sometimes they make a mistake. You have to t take a look. One time I had a manual action on a client site and it was uh, I was working for 
uh, uh, doing SEO for a group that had a bunch of affiliates building links to their sites. And some affiliate built some naked link in a, in, in a sidebar and it bubbled up to the manual team. And they said, we don't like, we don't like your links. So I said, what is it? This link? Because that's an affiliate. I can get that taken down in a second, but that's perfectly organic. And, and they said, and they just removed the penalty. So sometimes if Google makes a mistake, they'll remove the penalty, but quite often they don't make, don't, don't tell them they've made a mistake unless you're absolutely positive they've made a mistake because that would be the wrong tactic to take. You usually have to kiss their butt quite a bit. And there seems to be some theories of people say, oh, I got spam links. I got crap coming to me. And then they think I'll disavow it and it magically gets better. And then they also think I got a hundred crappy spam links and that's bringing my ranking down. No, it's not the way it works. So like I said, I'm about 150,000 links worth of, S of S single variable tests into links. It doesn't work that way. Um, Google is terrified of negative SEO. And so they make it very hard for you to negative SEO. It's not impossible. I have found some ways to negative SEO sites through links, uh, at least temporarily, not permanently. But um, uh, basically, even if you get spammy enough links that your rankings start to dance, it will go away within three to five weeks. And uh, yeah, and I've tested the disavow file like 80 different times in like six or seven different ways. And it never helps. It's never boosted rankings before. Um, that's, a, that's an artifact of non-scientific thinking that people think the disavow file is like doing a rain dance and it'll rain tomorrow. It, it, it's completely non-scientific. Non and uh, that's, again, a, a very good example of how the industry operates and how bad the SEO industry is and how, how much better it needs to get in using scientific testing like 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 my group and other other sister groups do as well. Yeah, the uh, the most common form of negative SEO in fact isn't negative SEO. Like I get, I talk to people probably four or five times a week like different websites uh, and they say, you know, I'm being attacked. I have all these websites that are sending me thousands of spammy links from all over the place and I go and look at their their website and uh, nobody's doing negative SEO. They have RSS enabled on their WordPress. They're syndicating their content. People are picking <laughs> up the content and linking to the content and they're spending their day going around asking for link removal requests. Oh man. <laughs> you know, step, step number one, decide if you want RSS. No, step number one, learn what RSS is. <laughs> right, so yes. You turn it off. <laughs> yeah, oh, and so, oh, that's hilarious. So that's, that. in that case, that's not hurting them at all. It's probably helping them. Uh, having an RSS feed, getting Google coming back and spidering them more frequently, probably one, two, getting link juice from the RSS feed as well. Most of it's probably ignored, but maybe even if 5% of it is counted as good juice, that's going to be fine. So it's a complete myth that that links have any kind of demotion. Google told us that Penguin no longer has a demoting factor anymore. Years ago, I've single variable tested this. I can I can I can't tank any pages building the crappiest possible links to them ever that I could. Um, so you have to stop the nine the non scientific thinking. You have to calm down and not be afraid, and you have to go and listen to the medical doctor who has the science behind them, or in this case, to the SEO who has the science behind them, and tell you not to do that. It's probably something else. Whenever somebody thinks it's links, sorry, Keith, whenever somebody says it's probably links that, that are hurting them, I guarantee it's probably quality or probably user clicks that are hurting them. Well, and the thing that I'm seeing, amateur SEO folks, they think they need links because that's what all everyone talks about. They go unscrupulously get them. And then I, what I believe is happening, Google says, WTF, what's going on? You have no AdWords, you have no Facebook traffic, you have nothing on YP.com, HomeAdvisor, no one, no one's even searching your brand, but you magically got 20 links overnight. And I have a suspicion that they may Google some have some demotion. You just described MC4. You described somebody who's exploiting a minority of factors and triggered the algorithm. So if you want your over-optimization in one area to work, you have to bring up your average fact of measurement across the board. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So here's uh, just you know what uh, uh, Ted's talking about. So here is the MC4 algorithm in the patent where it was described. And you just replace lists with the factors. So the, the, the important sentence is, 
The goal of the MC4 algorithm is to produce an aggregate ranking that ignores items or pages that are spuriously highly ranked in only a, minor, a minority of factors. So that's what the MC4 algorithm does. That's what uh, Ted's talking about. Now, it's just a, a, a patent. We don't know for sure that they're running it. Ted sees it a lot in his Quora data, or he thinks he sees it a lot. And this is a constant debate between him and I, because at the end of the day, it's like string theory. Yeah, I, I think I prove it, but it kind of looks like it's there. No, no, this is this is cutting edge theory crafting. It is by no means proven, but it explains a lot. It explains why mm -hmm. uh, Kyle sees over optimization requests in single <clears throat> in single variable testing, but when I go out to the wild, I find uh, outliers that violate the rule to the same proportion at the top of page one. Yeah, yeah. I believe Ted. That's my answer. <laughs> okay. Well, I could be outvoted. That's fine. But in this case, I would say, yeah, again, that's a maybe. So I put my knowledge into three buckets. Bucket one is, yes, highly trustable. I've tested it. Here, and I can show you that. I have that infographic waiting here, too, if you want to see that one. <laughs> but I put my knowledge into three different buckets. The yes, highly trustable uh, bucket, uh, the, uh, the maybe bucket, and the, uh, nope, I have no evidence to believe this. There's no reason why anyone should believe this bucket. And so we're talking in the maybe bucket for, for MC4 here. Uh, it's a maybe right now. And, and Ted thinks it's a stronger maybe. I think it's just a maybe, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, uh, good scientists can have uh, debates. That's what makes science good. Uh, and, um, uh, and then we have the highly single variable tests. That, that is highly trustable. This is the kind of knowledge you want to seek and use. As opposed to the rest of the industry, that's in what I like to affectionately call the shit bucket, <laughs> where they have no idea. It's just their opinion. They have all these weird tools and tactics like silos and, and fluffer links and pillow links and, and pluffer links and sandboxes and things. And it's the new hot thing that people are selling. Uh, that's why you can't trust it. They, because they have no single variable evidence, so they're not, they're not even maybe good evidence anyway. So this MC4 thing, when it comes to the 20 links, yeah, I mean, that, that could rank you. That might be enough. But it's 20 links is not enough of a signal. You need more of a balanced signal anyway. Whether that's MC4 or not, I don't know. But I would agree with Ted that that would be two, just one little signal out of a whole uh, fabric of signals that you're going to need to rank. So that, that's not going to be enough. And I, I like your other graphic better, your levels of evidence one. <laughs> oh, okay. The bucket graphic isn't doing it for me. It's not doing it for you? Okay, so the one that Ted's talking about is let's see which one you guys like better. Do you guys like the shit bucket graphic better? Or do you like the the levels of evidence better? Let's see here. Here's the levels of evidence. I'll show you. And it's kind of a, the best kind of ranked evidence is single variable experiments, the kind that you can get here on, uh, on uh, my mentorship group. And the worst kind is just SEO opinion. So it's basically the same the same information, just graphed differently is what's going on here. Okay, so uh, let's go back here to the questions. Jordan, uh, Jordan Pierce, the local SEO expert who is also in my mentorship group, who uh, helps us with local SEO, and he can, get, he can get a local SEO ranking like that, boom. If you're having any trouble with local SEO, you definitely need to join the group and talk to Jordan because he's fantastic. He asked, and this is a question from Melissa actually, he asked, Facebook update, handsome ads win over other ads. <laughs> so this is kind of a joke. Uh, he's asking for the results right now in the group. We're doing a test of uh, a meme type ad for SEO versus Josh's face. And as of right now, uh, Josh's face is cheaper. So he's winning. <laughs> yes, my face is cheaper. Is that, I don't know if that's the kind of, that's not, I don't know if I want, but. <laughs> In ads, you yeah. always want it to be cheaper. Yep. So it's interesting because uh, Jordan did a Facebook ad, and Melissa did this uh, great course for us in how to make Facebook ads really cheap and really powerful in our mentorship group. And uh, Jordan took that information and he immediately put an SEO ad out there. And I can't remember what he spent. He spent like something like 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something, but he was able to get uh, two, he was able to get a whole bunch of people to his website from it. And he actually closed two sales within 24 hours or something like that. It was something along those lines. And it really demonstrated the power of, of, of uh, getting information from our, our mentorship group and Facebook and using that uh, right away and just getting a, a huge win out of the box. 
but my point is the segue is what he did is he used a um that, that that distracted boyfriend meme where the guy's looking back and the girls are angry at him that distracted boyfriend meme he did kind of a joke on that and then said like like the the, the angry girl was your current seo and then the, and then it was like and then the, the woman was like jordan pierce's local seo services and then you know don't you want to get the best or something along those lines i'm probably butchering your ad i apologize uh, jordan but it was something like it was really it was funny it was cute it was great and so we decided to test that versus just a picture of my face with the sunglasses to see who would click on what more for the mentorship group and again this is another example of of everything we've been talking about but not not the least of which is to do split testing on your facebook ads and you can find a better audience you can get way cheaper clicks like eight cents a click i dare you to try to get eight cents a click on adwords i dare you to try and find anywhere in adwords you can get eight cents a click uh, for anything that makes any money at all so so that's another good example of how little you can pay how quickly you can get wins uh, and again, and why you should be doing that kind of stuff. Okay, Chase Reiner's dad <laughs> says, what is the best way to add internal links to grow rankings? Uh, well, Chase Reiner's dad, um, as your son Chase, who is an SEO expert, not, will tell you, uh, internal links don't grow rankings at all. <laughs> this is, sorry, there's a little bit of a bug. There's a bit of a history here, if you hadn't noticed. This is a bit of a bugaboo for me. Um, we tested, uh, we made hundreds of internal links in single variable tests. And we found that, uh, much to our surprise, that internal links apparently have no internal value whatsoever. They didn't generate any page rank. We we sent a hundred internal links to a single test, a single variable test page. The page was demoted. It didn't go up. It went down from having all the internal links. Um, uh, and silos have no inherent internal boost either. We made all kinds of silos in single variable testing, and those pages didn't go up. Some went down, uh, and all they did was. Uh, the silo pages started competing for the keyword with the main page and sometimes went above the main page. So sometimes we demoted by putting in a silo. Sometimes the, the silo page was above, but then we started competing for clicks. So, uh, I mean, that could be good if you're on the SERP and, and you have four pages in the SERP. That's a good thing, but that never happens in the wild. That never happens in the field. So, but no good things happen from internal links and no good things happen from silos. I know that uh, that's from our single variable testing. I'd love to show you the test results. Join my mentorship group and I will show you the test results. So I'll show you the evidence I will put up. But uh, that's, again, that's another example of the non-scientific reasoning we have in the SEO industry. Everyone says, make a silo. And everyone goes, oh, okay, I'll make this silo. And, and they're just completely wrong. They have no proof that it works and they have no idea what they're talking about. In that particular regard, just spewing it out there. For that specific thing that I said, <laughs> now, I have to be very careful because some people I know and love talk about silos a lot and they think silos are good, but then I ask them further questions like, okay, did you route link juice through the silo? And they answer, yes. Okay, well, yeah, we did that too. Yes, you can pass a link, an external link to uh, internal page C, which links to page B to rank page B. You can do that, but it would work better if you just took the external link and passed it to B. That makes it rank even higher. We've tested both ways, and that's a much more powerful way of linking. So it, the question is not whether uh, silos or internal links work. That's not the question. I repeat, the question is not, do internal links or silos work? That's not the question. The question is, what works best? The question is, what is optimal? We're doing search engine optimization. We're not doing search engine betting or search engine gambling or search engine winging it or search engine half-assing it. That's not what we're doing, or that might be what you're doing. That's not what my, me and my group does. We do search engine optimization. And so we've tested what is the most optimal way of doing it. And we found that it has nothing to do with silos and nothing to do with uh, internal links supposedly magically generating some page rank like they used to. They, I fully admit they used to 20 years ago. They Apparently they don't anymore. Okay, so let's go here. Now that I've alienated a whole bunch of people. <laughs> uh, Someone says, I ran geo-targeted Facebook ads and would still get India and Pakistan. Um, I don't really understand the question. Uh, maybe you can ask it again later on below. Lee Witcher asks, Ted, I ran an update, Cora, on DUI, Lawyer Los Angeles. It looks like the schema was a big gainer. Do you have any thoughts? Ted, when you're running a correlation study and something seems to be hugely up, how should one interpret that? What does that mean? Uh, well, if... if if they're running 
thing a diff using the Cora diff tool and something moved many places up, that means it's correlating much stronger than it was before. Mm -hmm. So that means that it, it appears to influence rankings more. So in general, that means the more of it you have, the better you tend to rank. So I would look at how you differ from your higher ranking competitors and try to eliminate that deficit. Um, but normally you have to address deficits like across the board. So sometimes you can tweak one, like say the number of times you use a keyword in your title or in your headings. Uh, but normally you have to address multiples of them, you know, of which schema could be pretty important. I, I see uh, ratings and reviews for uh, e-commerce often correlate. So you'd want to have it there. Uh, open graph description is another one that appears to be important. Um, so yeah, you know, if you've measured a deficit and you have that deficit and it correlates strongly with rankings, fix it. Right. So um, what what Ted's talking about here, and I, I'm going to use the graph that he he doesn't like as much, but so what? So basically, we're talking about his Cora software, which does a correlation study. Basically, it checks over 500 or 600 factors on over a thousand pages in about five minutes, and it's like the competitive analysis uh, software on steroids. And it'll check over 500 to 600 factors in and over a thousand pages in uh, you know whatever five to ten minutes, whatever it is, and it'll tell you all the factors that they have that are ranking, that are helping them rank, and all the factors that you're missing that that would be helping you rank based on what everyone else has on page one and what you're missing. And so to answer the question, when I see, and the diff tool is an are awesome, uh, probably one of the best, the single best SEO things in the world. Basically, it's like here you have date one, you do you do a Cora report, and then Google does an update, then you have date three, and you can see what's different between date one and date three vis-a-vis -vis everything that Google changed in, in the update. So if you're running constant updates, then if you're running constant uh, Cora reports. Then whenever Google does an update, you can always tell at this date what they've changed because the correlations will all be up or down. And this is how you demystify Google. And this is Cora is the one of the is probably the single-handed best SEO piece of software there is. Not probably, it is. Cora is the best single piece of SEO software there is because it allows you to de to demystify Google right away. So if you run a report from you know August first and they did they did an update August fifteenth and Barry Schwartz says it was around this date. And then you take another one August 30th, and you see all the differences between this and this. And that'll catch all of the updates between here and here, by the way. Then what you can do is you suddenly have a big, huge list of all the changes that Google made. And you can just demystify Google immediately. You can tell what ranking changes they made. And that gives you a, a, a list, just a simple list of everything you should be changing. And when you do that list, and, and to get to the question, when you do that list, and you have something that is missing uh, you see, like uh, well, some factor is up 100 spots or down 100 spots, like schema, for example, or anything. But schema was the example in the question. You have very strong evidence, very strong, maybe so strong that I would even maybe put it in bucket one. It's so trustable. Like, for example, we did a diff of one of these recent uh, Cora, uh, uh, sorry, one of these recent uh, Google updates that's been going on that Barry and, and the rest of the industry has been whining about. And we knew right away what's been changed because social factors, like 20 different social factors were up like 400 points. That is not, that is only a correlation, I admit, but that is that is such a strong correlation there. That's so much smoke, there has to be fire causing it, right? When 20 different related factors are up like 300 to 400 points, that's, that's, that's an insane difference between the noise. That's like a wow signal in, in SETI when they get a, a fast radio burst that's so different from everything else, that's like a wow signal. That was our SEO wow signal where we, where we were able to tell what Google was doing. So Cora lets you do this. If you want to try Cora out, go to bit.ly slash get-cora. Again, that is bit.ly slash get-cora. You can get 25% off Cora and try it out for yourself. Don't take our word for it. Try Cora out for yourself and see what you can get. But that's how, that's how to answer your question, that's the answer to the question. That's how you interpret that. That's what it means. That's, that's the importance of it, and that's how you interpret that. Okay, Power B asks, on Facebook, can you duplicate an audience and then tweak the duplicate for split testing? Yes, absolutely you can. 
you can go, uh, you used your audience when it's saved, you can go back later and edit it right in the audience section. It's a, it, it, it's pretty easy to do that, isn't it? Yep, yep, quite easy. Awesome, thank you, Melissa, that was perfect. Fantastic. Um, uh, uh, do, 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 do. Okay, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna try. It looks like a um, Greek name, possibly. I have 100 301 redirects in 300 index website. Is it harmful? Is it possible to remove 301 to get better crawl budget, response time, any methodology? Yeah, yes, it can be harmful. Um, 301ing pages on your site definitely can be a problem. Um, you you probably, I mean, there's a reason why you did these 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 301s. So a 301, in case you don't know, is, a, is an HTTP status header. It's the server telling the web browser, you asked for a page here, now go to page here. So it's a redirect. It just redirects the user from from uh, page A to page B. Uh, the problem is, is that when you do that, Google can needs to transfer your ranking signals, and it doesn't always transfer your ranking signals perfectly. So, but I'm assuming you did that for a reason. So, if you turn it off, then all those ranking signals are no longer going to be forwarded anymore. So, I'm assuming that could be a problem, assuming there was any ranking signals that needed to be forwarded in the first place. And then you ask a second question: Can this be a problem for speed? Yes, this can be a huge problem for speed. If you have uh, th th them all in an HT access file, which is a server file, a configuration file that tells that that's one of the kind of files, one of the ways you can do 301s that tells the browser to, to route from one page to another. If you have 300 lines of code in there, it's got to go through all those 300 lines. So yeah, that definitely can be a huge uh, speed problem. And I, I recommend you do it a different way and try to find ways to maybe clean that up. Uh, you might not even need to forward those signals anymore. Uh, you definitely have to look into that. All right, Ben Hancock asks, I saw a big ranking drop towards the end of August. I've been using Cora to improve my on-page and did a full site audit, but it's struggling to recover. Do you think it could be down to speed? If so, what hosting would you recommend? Uh, he says he uses WordPress and he's in the UK. Uh, ben, yeah. Um, uh, forgive the the the... The, the the slightly mean way of I'm going to answer this, but if your audit was any good, you would have found it and fixed it. So so the short answer is you you should do another audit or you should get a professional to do another audit because because when I audit stuff, things get fixed and and things go up. It might take a few and months to fix it, but more specifically, send me your Cora report and I'll give you my read on it so you can. Contact me through the SEO Tool Lab website, and uh, we'll exchange emails, and you can send me that file. Because let's just make sure that we're we're reading it the same way to start. Yeah, and there's that too. It's and then Cora is is uh, a big, robust piece of software that has a lot of information in it. You could have missed something. There could be something in there that Ted notices. Because of course, Ted doesn't just do Cora. He's been doing SEO for I don't know twenty odd years, whatever it is. He knows what he's doing there as well. And so when he sees something in Cora, it might mean something different for him. That's how he does his audits. Uh, uh, probably not the only way he does his audits, but it's a main tool for his audits. And he might be able to see something there too. So you need another pair of eyes on it is what I'm saying. Ted or myself, someone, some other professional could very well help out quite a bit. Uh, but then to answer your second question, you said, could it be speed? The answer is yes, it very well could be speed. I tell my students this all the time. You always need to audit, 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 and find out what's going on and make a big list and fix it. But if you want to ignore me and just run around like a chicken with your head cut off, well, here's two things you can do that you'll never shoot yourself in the foot and hurt yourself. One, you'll never hurt yourself making it faster. In this day and age, you would not believe the ranking increases we see from making a page faster. Every half second counts. So if you can improve the time to first bite, the first paint, or make the DOM usable, then that's going to definitely increase and improve your rankings, especially if you've got really terrible speed now. I guarantee it's something you need to fix anyway. So whether you fix that fourth, you fix that first, it doesn't matter. You need to fix your speed. Your speed needs to be so fast and sexy that it's like click, boom, it's there, and uh, you'll see your crawl rate go up, and you should also see your, your impressions go up and even your rankings go up. So here's a good little diagnostic uh, pro tip for you because we've in our mentorship group, like 20 different people have improved the speed and we've watched what's happened and three different things have happened. The worst case scenario is you improve your speed. Uh, there's four things that happens actually. So the worst case scenario is you improve your speed, but nothing goes up. 
what does that mean? That means you didn't improve it enough. The third worst case scenario is your crawl rate goes up, but impressions and rankings don't go up. That means that you have a quality problem. You have a panda penalty on your site. There's a quality problem in your site. The crawl rate goes up, but if your rankings don't go up, uh, or, or there's not enough authority, one or the other, authority or quality at that point. If your impressions go up, but your rankings don't go up, that again means that Google is either maxed out as to where they think you should be, you've, you've chosen a sub-niche and they're, you're kind of maxed out there, Again, you need to improve quality or authority at that point. Ideally, what you should see from improving your rankings is that everything goes up. Crawl rate, impressions, and rankings go up. If that happens, then that means your quality is good. You already have the authority. The only thing holding you back was speed at that point. And you fixed it. Huzzah, that's what you're supposed to do. So that's the, that's the main case scenario you want to be at. The second thing you can fix and probably not hurt yourself is improving your macro and, uh, your micro and macro conversions. Install Crazy Egg, install Hotjar, watch where people go on your page, watch where they're getting bogged down, watch when they bounce off, watch when they're not, when they're clicking to a page and they're poker sticking and going back. They go from index page to product, index to product. Those are all bad signs for Google. Streamline the traffic, push them to where they're supposed to go to get the answer, to get the conversion, to get whatever it is you're doing on your page. And I guarantee you'll improve your sales, you'll improve your Facebook traffic, and you'll improve your Google traffic at the same time. And so those are, Two different things you you uh, can do that you would never be wasting your money and never be wasting your time. If you don't want to take me up on the off the audit offer or take Ted up on the audit offer, which I strongly recommend you do that as well. Okay. Um, somebody said somebody was something. Uh, let's not say that here, guys. I don't approve that kind of language and that kind of... Uh, 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 that kind of uh, diminutive uh, kind of insults, please don't do that. Uh, in fact, I'm going to remove that. Uh, Javon Harris says, hey, Josh, I am number three in the map pack and number one organic for my local keyword for my city. How do I go about getting ranked for cities within a 10 to 15 mile radius? Um, that's an excellent question. Uh, for uh, Jordan, of course, is my local guru who I usually defer to for local questions because he's just so good. Uh, for local, it comes down to uh, geographic proximity for the most part. Uh, you definitely want to be located in the, the center of that radius. You definitely want to be getting citations and all on all the uh, the uh, address signals that you need to be getting for, for that as well. Uh, and you definitely need to be getting reviews for your, for your Google My Business uh, and those different kinds of things. Um, and if you want to rank for like every little sub area in that area, you, you definitely need to do something that's a little bit against Google's guidelines. At least I would do it, and that's kind of how we're doing it, is doorway pages. It would be best if they were unique so that they're not doorway pages anymore. They're, they're informational pages about Winnipeg, Fort Gary, Winnipeg, St. Norbert, Winnipeg, Waverly Heights, whatever it is. Pick your city with the areas or towns just outside of, of the city. And that should be slash and should be right off the, uh, the route. Uh, and should be like uh, uh, city or location, whatever it is, and then the service that you want uh, or whatever people are searching. That should be exact match for what people are searching. Sometimes it's service city, sometimes it's city service. So that's in a nutshell how I would do that, but uh, definitely uh, send me an email and maybe I can uh, coordinate with Jordan and maybe he can get you some better information on that. Mm. Um, the Furman UK asks, is it safer to no follow all links or just external and affiliate links? Uh, you don't want to know follow all your links, only the external links. Uh, internal links do have a purpose. They flow page rank and traffic through your site. So you don't want to know follow all your internal links because then you've been cutting off your page rank to your, your lower pages. That would be a terrible thing to do. <laughs> so so don't, don't do that. So when we, saw, when we talked about no following links earlier, we're talking about no following all the links to Wikipedia and no following all the links to YouTube and no following all your external outlinks, not your, not your internal links, your outlinks. Rich French asks, have you guys ever tested Yext citations? Does it help with local SEO? Seems like they have legitimized citation building for local White Hat, but I have my doubts. Yext, did you mean Yelp? I mean, again, I don't do local SEO. I don't specialize in local SEO. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not on the. I'm not on the, the the front lines doing it. I don't know what Yext is. Did he mean to say Yelp or did or is Yext a thing? Do you guys know? Can't hear you, Keith. Unmute yourself there. 
Um, sorry, I had a slight mouse issue. No, Yext is a thing. Yext okay. is probably the first major citation company. Um, like, um, well, there's several that are out there um, that have sort of actually um, teamed up with Yahoo. And so uh, a lot of people complain. They say, hey, I can't get a Yahoo business citation. I have to go through Yext. Well, you can. There's a loophole. But um, Yext does work. Uh, the reality is the, the true challenge is Yext will only duplicate all the same description. And so a lot of folks, even I'm sure Jordan agrees, because I work with him a lot on stuff, is you want to have a different description. You really want to have unique citations, because these citations, you do want them to be indexed by Google. And if Google sees, that's eh, all the same kind of spammy uh, citations, you just won't gain that authority. All right, thanks very much, Keith. I'm going to try and get through these questions as quick as possible. We have lots of questions. That's great. Uh, you have a couple more minutes to ask your SEO and Facebook questions if you want to ask. Oh, I see Jordan here. Jordan, did you want to, to chime in on any of those local questions that we had here uh, recently? Yeah, so I'll chime in on the uh, Yext portion. Um, if you're building citations, I wouldn't use Yext. Uh, the problem with that is it's more of a syndication. Yes, it gets your information. Mm -hmm accurate across the board but citations it's more than just putting your information on websites you have to make them very unique um and if you're not making each citation unique you're not going to get the rankings that you want unfortunately yaks is the main company that everyone goes to but it's not the best source in my opinion interesting okay so you don't like yaks too much yeah i i don't ever use and them and you also want to be you also want to be aware when you stop paying Yext, a lot of that disappears. So it's not yep. sticking yep. around. Yep. Ah, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, the moment you quit, start using them, they 404 or your uh, citation pages. Ouch. So that's, yep. if it's helping, that's going to hurt your rankings there too. Yep. Well, that's like back in the day when, uh, back in 2005, when link sellers used to sell links. They'd route all the link juice through a 301, and then if you stop paying them, they would just turn off the 301 and turn that on to a new client. Okay. Had another question about uh, local uh, for the citations. Sure. Um, if you do not have a local business, but your business is a national market, um, is it still good to get citations like local companies will do as well for a national brand? Um, yeah. I probably still would. Yeah. Um, I think in my opinion that there's no better way to validate that your business exists by having a GMB. So yeah, I think that still putting your business on citations for your business is still very good. You were saying the other day, and I agree, and it's, it's brilliant that for entity building, whether you do local SEO or not, you should have a GMB filled out anyway for your business. Yes. Yes. At this point, the way Google is going, you're going to see a lot of these lead gen sites that are getting hacked because there's no company behind it. So if you want to hide your lead gens last, you need to have some type of branding online. The best way to do that is have a maps listing. So That's very interesting. And I'm sure that would really help with the entity filling it out. And, and if there's any kind of thing like a trust algorithm, uh, again, I'm sure that would really help out. There, there's no... Google doesn't have a higher trusted social site than their own, than, than, than Google Plus, or even though they're turning that off, but you know what I mean? Google local, yeah. Google especially, My Business is, is their most trusted. Especially now that Google Plus is going away, you need to have a GMB listing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're national, local, you need to have one. Well, it's not that Google Plus is actually going away. It's, well, it's been turned into YouTube and, and Google local. It's, right, it's, right, right. They're just going to, they're saying they're turning it off so they don't have to get and talk to the US Senate, apparently, or, or something. Right. <laughs> what one other question on the citations? Sure. You had mentioned that um, there's citations you don't want to get because it'll be viewed as spam citations. Uh, what are those ones you want to avoid, and what are the good ones that you want to get? I said that there were spam citations. Uh, I thought I heard somebody say that they'll view you as a, a spam site if you're getting citations from certain places. Maybe I misheard. Um, 
Yeah, I, I haven't heard that, but you definitely want to spread your, uh, I mean, everything for citations is, is relevance too. So the problem with using Yaks is that if you're a plumber, you're only going into like yellow pages or Yelp. You know, you really need to spread yourself out a little bit more and start getting your plumbing business onto a plumbing directory or some type of like a local business directory that's for your city. So that cleared up a little bit. All right, thanks. Yeah, it, I mean, there's there's probably some citations that I wouldn't use. Like I probably wouldn't use Yellow Pages. Um, just because of how they set their citations up and how it shows up in your search console. Hmm. Um, most of the citations I get, I try to get do follow. The only one that I don't get that's no follow is Yelp, but that's because Yelp syndicates all of their listing information into Apple being in Yahoo. They're getting several other directories all in one. Do you think Yellow Pages is too expensive for the price or? Oh, well, Yellow Pages is free, but the stuff that they're doing in Search Console, it's it's garbage. You're getting like 200 links coming from Yellow Pages. Yeah. Looks um, it looks it looks horrible. Sometimes, if you, how many did you see? I I pulled one. It was 600. Yeah, it's whatever they're doing. It looks it looks horrible. Yeah, what they do is they'll have slash directory city slash long tail folders, and then they count each individual page as in link. So you might be a plumber in the entire valley. And yes, there's 600 pages that are being pointed to because of the five different categories that you're in from water heater to drain plump, uh, cleaning to you know just general plumbing. Yeah, you always have to draw the line as to where you, you think the risk is too high. Every SEO has to do that. I don't know, maybe in this case, I'm more of a black hat. That sounds good to me. I want these juicy yellow page links. I want I want 600 of them with all the different places <laughs> I, I, I do my plumbing. Yeah, I'll just say though for citations, um, I'll give you a, a big hint right now. You're better off getting niche and city relevant citations than getting something from the X. Mm. Okay. Bing. Bing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was the, the, the big tip big today. <laughs> Pretty much. Another okay. question on the citations. Yeah, sure. Um, what about uh, I mean you see services, I mean, even on Fiverr for like five bucks to get citations. Is there anything bad about using a service like that? Um, yeah, they're very, very low quality. They're not doing anything to get help them get indexed, and they're probably using some type of bot, which means those citations are probably going to get uh, removed from their business directory. How do you find a How do you find a good citation service if you're wanting to pay someone to do it for you? Ping me in the uh, in the Skype group. All right, but, thanks. Uh, but the best thing you want to do is. Uh, see what type of directories they're getting you into. So are they just building citations in the general business directories or are they doing other things that get you into other places? Yes, the good, the good places. Um, okay, let's go for the lightning round here, folks. So this is a, the last five minutes. I'm gonna try and give a yes or no or a single word answer to all the rest of the SEO questions. Are you ready? Let's see if we can lightning round this and give a single word answer. Deidre Calendar asks, does switching to AMP directly or indirectly help rankings? The answer is, I don't like AMP, don't do it. West, just make your own site as fast as possible. West Coast Marketers asks, also have this interesting thing I found in the wild. Uh, blah, 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 uh, SEO Vancouver. Okay, that's not a question. Mike says, will changing geo-targeting in Search Console to US help you rank better there? The answer is yes. I haven't set mine, but I get about 70% US traffic. Is it worth changing it? It could be if you want to uh, rank for the US, but you'll rank worse for Canada, UK, and Australia, and everywhere else. So yes, geo-targeting can help uh, and change it, uh, especially for mobile. Uh, West Coast Marketers asks, uh, oh, I see. So. They searched for SEO Vancouver, and they see that it has a million spam links for the site. And the site they're referring to is also keyword stuffed. 
they would like to know our opinion about this and how is it possible to outrank it using the insights that Core will provide. Um, that's a very complicated question that could have a very long answer uh, or a short answer. The short answer is what you think is spammy is maybe not spammy. If it's ranking number one, then obviously Google doesn't think it is. And so ditch out the, the non-scientific word spammy out of your head and just look at the measurements and, and you know what you need to be in between because of the scientific, scientific evidence that you have access to. Yeah. If you don't have access to the scientific evidence, get access. And, and it's, it's probably black hat is the answer. Well, I, I think Josh is right here. If your definition of spammy is using your uh, keywords hundreds of times per page, then most page one results are spammy by definition. And Google no, is a spam engine by definition. But this guy has a list of like 300 keywords like down and down the sheet. The, the, yeah. the scroll down is really long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so does Wikipedia, you know? It, there's there's just lots of cases of that. If you search the keyword games like ManyClip, it's usually number two or three. You know, they, they use all their keywords like, you know, 700 times on the page. It's, it's pretty common, actually. Yeah, I, I hear what Jordan is saying. Uh, you might not want to replicate the big, long list of keywords. Uh, but then again, if they're number one, clearly Google doesn't care. The problem with being on the cutting edge is that it cuts you. And Google will, will pivot and make a change, and someone will report that to Google, and they'll make a change. And if you've copied them, well, then you're going you're gonna to have uh, to change that later on. And so you're going to have to have a running list in your head of, of every cutting edge thing you're doing. And when they make a change, you're going to have to run Quora and see the diffs, and it'll tell you what to change. And, you, and that's how to do SEO these days. You've got to follow the cutting edge and follow it. That, because the alternative is just no alternative at all. The alternative is just wishing a prayer and hope. That doesn't rank you. So I'm sorry, that's the way it is these days. You've got to be on the cutting edge, and Google's going to pivot, and they're going to cut you, and you've got to stay with it and just keep running Quora and keep being in your, your single variable exper experiment group that's doing good experiments with good scientific value, and you, you, you mitigate Quora against SVE, and that's how you, you move forward. Um, any other questions I can see for me? I don't see any other questions. Oh, here's a question from Dennis Dunbar. The last question for today, if internal linking is not a ranking factor, is it okay to add blog posts with no links and just use a related post plugin? I have no idea what a related post plugin is. I'm not a WordPress guy. I don't do WordPress. Um, all, most of my websites are built from scratch or when my designers use WordPress, I yell at them and tell them to make it work properly. So I do, you guys know what a related post plugin is? It sounds like it's making a link to me. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Internal links are a factor once your website has backlinks. Yes. So the single variable test was internal links with no backlinks, and nobody builds their website that way. Mm -hmm. So once you have backlinks, it's how you move page rank around, and it's important as to will actually rank. Yeah. You can't go making a website without internal links. It's not. That's not what we're saying. You have to... Again, the, the industry, okay, here's, here's my ending rant for today. Are you guys ready? The industry has to get much more scientific in the way it thinks and understands and, and thinks about things. When I say that internal links, it, it, when I say in single variable testing, I prove that internal links do not generate internal page rank. That doesn't mean you don't use them. That doesn't mean that they're bad or evil. It doesn't mean they have the juju on them or whatever that, whatever that, that no, stop thinking that way. You've got to think more selectively and more scientifically. So when I say I prove that silos don't have any inherent value, all that means is don't hang your entire SEO theory on it. And don't think that just making a silo is magically going to boost the money page up because it doesn't. Uh, instead, think about how you're going to route your link juice to your money page and if that has to include some internal pages, fine, so be it. But I'm just saying there's no inherent value to doing that. In fact, you're going to diminish link juice. So why don't you just rank directly to your money page and save your page rank, and that'll boost the money page even higher. Uh, and we can boost it even higher than that if you follow some any extra special stuff that we do. All right, folks. Well, this has been the White Hat versus Black at SEO show. I hope you all found it informative. I would like to thank everybody who joined in today, Jordan Pierce, Keith, 
Thank you. Uh, uh, Melissa, our Facebook ad expert and co-host. Ted, our SEO co-host. And, of course, uh, everybody else, Scott, Michael, and Maeve. Um, next week, I'm going to be at a conference in uh, Greensboro. I'm going to NFG SEO, and I will be in an airport in Greensboro somewhere next week. And so I just like to let you know there. And then the week after that, I'm doing my special course for my mentorship group. Uh, the SEO 101 course is going to be the week after that. So I apologize, but there will probably be no White Hat versus Black Hat show for the next two weeks. Uh, but uh, on the November the 1st, I will be back. That will be the next uh, White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. So if you have any questions, email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. And maybe, I don't know, maybe next week on the Monday, maybe I'll share with you guys a little snippet of what my mentorship group usually gets to see, which is our test results meeting, where you can see some of the results of our scientific testing. So you can see how much better it is and how what great knowledge comes out of that. It's about highly trustable bucket one knowledge comes out of that and not be following the bucket three shit bucket stuff that everyone else is talking about. So I'd like to thank everyone for being here. As I always say, for those who are about to rank, we salute you, and good luck in the SERPs. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Thanks, John.